the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. In this show, we're going to talk about how we can honor God in the workplace, and I'm looking forward to the second part of the show today when we bring in special guest Curtis Asbell, head coach at GSD Coaching Solutions, and we're going to talk about the one thing that can bring success and fulfillment in work. So let's get started. I don't know about you, but I know a great number of college students separate their career pursuits from their faith. Now, maybe that does not exist just in the collegiate world, but it happens in adults as well. We oftentimes are tempted to separate our career pursuits with our faith. Today, we're going to talk about how can Christians glorify God in the workplace? And what should a Christian do? Uh, What should a Christian worker look like? I'm going to kick us off with 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 1. Here's what it tells us. Let all who are under a yoke of bondservants regard their own masters as worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and the teaching may not be reviled. See, some people believe that work is a curse. <laughs> In fact, they think it's, it, it's been cursed because of the fall of man. In fact, here's, here's a scripture they might use. And to Adam, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and you have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. This is Genesis chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain, you shall eat of it all the days of your life thorns and thistles, it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. But but work is not a punishment uh, or a curse on us. In fact, I know there's pain in work, but God gave us work before the fall of man, before sin uh, entered through humankind. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, the Lord God took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. See, this is God's design for man and woman uh, to, to honor God with all of their work. So how can a Christian glorify God in the workplace? What should a Christian worker look like? I want us to think about that question from this starting point, that work is from God. 
Why is it important to honor God at work? I read 1 Timothy chapter 6, and one of the reasons we honor God in the workplace is so we can protect the teaching of Scripture. In other words, it's so we don't give God a a bad name. Now, here's the truth. People are going to think about God, whatever they're going to think about God. They're going to have an opinion about God. They're going to have an opinion about, about the church. People in the workplace, people that live next door to you, they're going to have an opinion about Christianity. You know, they're going to have an opinion about you. We can't change how people think, but from our own mouths, from our own actions, from our own attitudes as a believer, we must lift Jesus on high. Why is it important to honor God at work? It's because work is from God and we are here to honor Jesus. You must honor God and we must honor him at work. We must not degrade the name of the Lord. You are with God and God is with you. You know, God is not only with you, but God is for you. And if he's for you, who can be against you? So we're talking about honoring God in the workplace. And you know, in the second half of the show, We're actually going to dig into the one thing that brings success and fulfillment at work. But I'm wrestling right now with with these questions. How can Christians glorify God in the workplace? And what should a Christian worker look like? And as we think about that, I want to lean into biblical truth and think about a passage from Colossians chapter 3. I'll read verses 23 and 24. Whatever you do, work heartily. As for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward, you are serving the Lord Christ. See, when we're in the workplace and we want to honor God, and and we don't just separate our work, we don't just separate different areas, but holistically we're honoring God in all that we do. And so we're learning how to do that from the perspective of of being in the workplace or, or with all of our work. We must work unto the Lord. Everything we do should be an act of honoring God. And and one of the ways we could do that is to respect our boss or our employer. For some, this is difficult because we have different morals and we have different beliefs from our boss. But a way that we honor God in the workplace is to give the right respect and the right honor to our bosses and our employers. And this will keep from you discrediting God's name. One of the things that we can do in addition to honoring and respecting our boss and employer is to simply be on time, to show up on time, to keep your commitments. And I love this one. It's a drive to let our light shine. Matthew uh, captures these words, Matthew 5, 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that you may see the good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. We must honor God in the workplace because it also exists as a place where we can let our light shine before others. What you do, your work, matters. But not only does your work matter, how you work matters. So I'm going to share with you a little bit of a theology of work that I've I've began to craft over the years. And, and I'm going to start with a simple, uh, could be, if you use the word theology, controversial, but I'll say it like this. Part of the theology of work does include making money. 
And I'm not saying that we need to be a slave to money or we're trying to get rich. But as we live, we need money so we can buy and sell and trade and care for our families. And one of the 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 designs for how we 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 come up with the resources to care for our families, to send missionaries, is to work. So part of the theology of work includes making money. It's not limited to that. Expanding part of the theology of work includes evangelizing, sharing the hope and the love and the grace of our God with people who do not know the love and hope and grace of our God. So it includes sharing that, letting your light shine. So making money, uh, evangelizing, but also a theology of work contributes to the flourishing of communities and to personal contributions. So we help our communities flourish. And this is part of a theology of work. And ultimately, we must glorify God in our work. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, and in this scripture, he indicates that we are to give glory to God in everything. See, we give glory to God in what we eat, what we drink, and surely in how we work. And I mentioned Colossians, that work is to be done to the Lord. So your work, regardless of if you are in construction or business or law or medicine or carpentry or no matter your vocation or job, all of it should be done as a believer to glorify God and, and it should be done for the Lord as unto the Lord. Here's what we want to hear. We want to hear someday as we face eternity, we want to hear these words, well done, good and faithful servant. Part of the theology of work also expands into partnering with God's mission to evangelize the world, to make disciples, ultimately to glorify God. So we want to honor God with our work. And so in the second half of the show with our guests, we're going to explore this one thought. What is the one thing that brings success and fulfillment in work? How does that that work? Hey, I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. I am your discipleship coach partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And I'll repeat this at the end, but I, I wanted to know if you've ever thought about receiving some coaching. For some of you, you don't know what coaching is. For some of you, you don't know if you're ready. I'm giving away a free coaching readiness questionnaire assessment on our website, yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. You could just click the coaching readiness questionnaire and take it there. You'll answer some questions. You'll discover your readiness for coaching, and then you'll receive an email on how to explore coaching with me, your discipleship coach, Michael Smith. Hey, I'm also giving away a free 30-minute coaching session to a listener. You'll submit your name on a link at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. I'll draw a name on February 26 and announce the winner. So be sure to visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com to enter these drawings. But as we head toward the break, I want us to think about how do we as Christians glorify God in the workplace? I want us to wrestle with the question, what should a Christian worker look like? After the break, we're going to be joined by guest Curtis Asbell of GSD Coaching Solutions, and he's going to help us understand the one thing that brings success 
and fulfillment in your work. I'm so thankful that you're listening. Hey, I know you're on the air, but I just pray right now that God blesses your life and helps you glorify God in the workplace. If it's easy or if it's hard, I pray that God would help you have the power of the Holy Spirit to honor God in the workplace as you please the Father. Hey, thanks for listening to your discipleship coach. We're going to take a break and pause for a few messages and afterwards be joined by Curtis Asbell of GSD Coaching Solutions after these messages. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose on your life on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. And we're back. I'm your host, Michael Smith. I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. I am your discipleship coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Hey, we've been wrestling with two primary questions. One, how can Christians glorify God in the workplace? And two, what should a Christian worker look like? As we dig in a little deeper, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. His name is Curtis Asbell. He's the head coach at GSD Coaching Solutions. Curtis, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. It's a wonderful privilege to be here. Good. Hey, we're going to get started. We've been talking about how Christians glorify God in the workplace and and wrestling with what a Christian worker should look like. And boy, we've set a teaser out there, and and we've we've said that you're helping us understand the one thing that will help bring success and fulfillment in your work. So here's the magic question. Curtis, what is the one thing that brings success and fulfillment in the workplace? Well, I wish I had written myself, but I didn't. And we know that Jesus actually said it best when he, when the way it was recorded in Matthew uh, chapter 6. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything that you need. That, to me, has been really, in a nutshell, um, what has contributed to what it's like to do my work day in and day out for a pretty long career. So as we go into a workplace, and not all of the environments are a Christian environment, and, and you're linking our our workplace environment with something spiritual, seek first God's kingdom. How does that play out as we are all employees here in the workforce in, in, in our country? Mm, I mean, that's really a great question. And for me, what that means is, you know, kind of especially in the context of the discipleship coach, the key word there being on discipleship, um, as I have grown in my relationship and my walk with Jesus, uh, it really means to um, live out loud uh, in the characteristics, the attributes of God, uh, no matter where I'm at. So whether I'm at church, whether I'm at work or working with a Christian organization, whether I'm working with um, a group of people who really know nothing about Jesus, like what they get from Curtis uh, is the same thing. And it's who he has become uh, as a follower of Jesus and developing over a long period of time, uh, seeking that kingdom and living righteously and believing, trusting that as I do that, I will indeed have everything that I need uh, in order to be 
you know, kind of to use the world's word, successful. So uh, when we are thinking about what a Christian worker looks like, you know, I've heard some people talk about, you know, I'm going to do what I need to do at work and get by because my life is really about (laughs) my family or honoring God. So how does this thought of seeking God first and and just kind of doing what you need to do to get by, like, how, how does how does that work? Mm. Yeah, I was listening in on the first half of the show, and I heard you share uh, from Colossians chapter 3. And it's one of my favorite scriptures, actually, uh, and I love the message translation there. And it ends with verse 25, ending with, being a follower of Jesus doesn't cover up bad work. And right before that, it says, the fallen servant who does shoddy work will be held responsible. And I'm envisioning this day, uh, really, when we do meet our Creator, and and we're going to take a look at what my life looked like, and I'm hoping to be able to hear Him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And I know that that only comes as a result of recognizing that no matter who my boss is, ultimately, my boss is my Father in Heaven. And so, uh, you know, I wake up in the morning, if I feel great, I go do the work. If I wake up in the morning, I don't feel great, I go do the work. I wake up in the morning and have a great attitude, I go do the work. I wake up in the morning and maybe it's not one of my favorite days today, I still get up and go do the work knowing that I'm working for my Father in Heaven. So doing the work is a way that we glorify God in the workplace. In fact, the, the, the workplace is, a, is just an arena to glorify God. So thanks for sharing with us that... That the secret, the secret sauce is seeking God, seeking him first. And I I just, I love that. So I want to dig in maybe a little deeper with you. And I want want to ask you this question. What is maybe a main, a primary scripture that influences your theology of work? Yeah, I imagine most of the audience is familiar with uh, the parable of the bags or the talents. Uh, one of my particular places I really love to um, study that from, review that from, keep top of mind is from Matthew chapter 25. And, you know, thinking specifically around verses 14 and 15, uh, it's again, it would be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag each according to his ability. And then he went on this journey, right? And he was gone for a while and he came back. And we all know that when he got back, he wanted to know what happened with those bags of money. The one that he gave five, he worked really hard with that money and got 10. The one who had uh, two bags of gold worked really hard and had four bags. But the one who had one bag, um, you know, he wasn't a fan and uh, of his boss, if you will. So he buried that bag and didn't even earn, bother to earn interest on that bag. And we all, all kind of know what happened there. The, that bag was given to the one who had the most ability or the most talent. Uh, and, and kind of the end of that is we know that uh, he who has will have more, and he who, who doesn't do the work, it will be taken away from him. You know, the powerful... So really... I was going to say the powerful truth about what you're talking about is not just, do you know, be responsible to have more, but this idea that we can steward more to please, to please God, to please the King. I, I love this, this thread that goes 
goes through this. Hey, what were you about to say here a second ago? Yeah, truly stewardship is the word there because, you know, as we are good stewards of that ability that that God has given us, um, to me that not only includes like what we do tactically with those resources, but honing in on the word ability, you know, if it's really an ability, we have the opportunity to be stewards also of improving that ability, becoming better with that ability, which I think at the end of the day really honors Mm -hmm. I'm the giver of those abilities. So, hey, you're listening to your discipleship coach with Michael Smith, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm with guest Curtis Asbell of GSD Coaching Solutions, and we've been wrestling with the question, how can Christians glorify God in the workplace, and what should a Christian worker look like? And and right now in this part of the show, Curtis has helped us understand that we need to seek God We need to be responsible stewards with what God has given us. But let me get to this question, Curtis. What is it that gets in the way? Well, it may not surprise you, but I've got another parable. (laughs) So maybe you remember the parable of the farmer scattering the seeds. You know, and some of the seeds fell on the footpath and really didn't grow because the birds came and ate them. Some of the seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rocks. So even though the seeds sprouted, there wasn't a great foundation there. And so they died in the heat of the sun. Um, Some of the seeds fell among thorns. They grew up and were choked out. Uh, And then other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop. It was 30, 60, even 100 times as much as had been planted. And, you know, to kind of get more to the point of answering your question, the things that really tend to get in the way, I think, are uh, related to those third seeds, the seeds that fell among the thorns that grew up and they choked out the tender plants. And Jesus tells us that that, those things are really the things of the world. So the shiny objects, um, the cars, the houses, the keeping Mm -hmm. up with the Joneses. Um, And so if when we strive to really, like, Um, have this experience that the world tells us is the experience we should be having uh, that really has the ability to get us off track um, from being the kind of steward that God wants us to be with the abilities Mm -hmm. or the uh, talents that he's given us as we operate in the workplace. Well, God gives us the strength to overcome and You've been listening to your discipleship coach with Michael Smith, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And we've had enjoyment with special guest Curtis Asbell of GSD Coaching Solutions. And listeners, I have this question. Have you ever thought about receiving coaching? If so, I want to offer to you a free coaching readiness questionnaire that's available at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. You can reach us there, email us there. And if you go to that website, you can click on the coaching readiness questionnaire, fill that out. We'll contact you about receiving some coaching with me, Michael Smith, your discipleship coach. I'm also giving away one free 30-minute coaching conversation to a listener. You can submit your name for that drawing at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. We'll draw that name on February 26th. So visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com to enter the free drawing and to win a 30-minute coaching conversation with Michael Smith, your discipleship coach. Hey, next week we're going to talk about honoring God 
uh, with your marriage and with your romance. Uh, I want you to, to uh, listen in. Uh, we're also going to be talking with Dr. Rudy Sarmiento as we talk about honoring God with our bodies. Hey, you've been listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.